You're listening to The Inner Mind. I'm your host, Frankie Pace. Um, thanks for listening, by the way. Uh, there's so many people out there doing podcasts. I think there's like about, what, maybe 20 million people out there. So the competition is insane. If, you know, if I got 100 listeners, I'm happy, I guess. You hear my voice is a little raspy. It's because I have this uh, phenomenon called uh, uh, post-nasal drip. Ugh, ugh. I got it from COVID year, you know, about a year and a half ago when I got sick. I was in the hospital and blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody's got a story. So, And now I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm always clearing my throat. So if you hear me doing that on the, on the show, I apologize. But there's nothing much I can do while I say, see, now I'm starting to do it again. I go, hold on. Okay, hopefully we clear that up. So uh, I've been feeling a little melancholy lately. Uh, it's maybe it's because I saw the uh, the towers again on uh, 9-11. Brought back so many terrible memories in my head. Oh, God. I remember being down at the comedy clubs you know, late at night, you could smell the death in the air because the comedy clubs were in the village, not too far from the World Trade Center. And uh, my melancholy feelings come from the fact that at one time in my life, I was a plumber. Yeah, yeah, I was a plumber. I was a celebrator with a partner named Bobby Adams. We worked at the World Trade Center uh, installing a huge water main lines, and uh, even worked at the Windows of the World, which was on top of the towers. And uh, seeing that, you know, just, it's a bad feeling. I mean, I just, uh, you know. Anyway, I was also thinking about my youth when I first started doing comedy. Uh, I gave up plumbing, uh, Thanks to my wife, she saw that I was bored to death. Um, and I worked out at a little place called the White House Inn in, on Long Island. Everybody says in Long Island. I think it's on Long Island because you're on an island. And uh, we started out there. Eddie Murphy, Rosie O'Donnell, Kevin James. I think Ray Romano came in, I'm not sure. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld popped in once. So, you know, from there, uh, we started working all these little clubs. And each comic, Jackie Martin, basically was the entrepreneur, getting all these clubs going and picking up that big money, you know, a big uh, $15. I used to get, whoa, <laughs> $15. I was so excited, you know. And uh, you could do that today. You can go down the strip, go to one of these crappy clubs and work for maybe $15. Or better yet, you could work for free. <laughs> so many people are doing that now. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. <clears throat> I can't believe how much comedy has changed. But yeah, we worked out there. We were called uh, Suitcase Comics because a lot of us did props. Uh, then we... Filtered our way into New York, and I I got into the clubs after grooming myself for, oh, it's got to be like two years out in the island. You know, you come in, these, these kids in New York were only getting 
five minutes a week, and I was doing five, six shows a week, you know, maybe 20-minute spots. So when I came in, it was pretty simple. You're a headliner. Oh, okay. You're also a regular on our show. And uh, that's how it happened. Eddie later on became uh, pretty well known on Saturday Night Live, and that's how I got on. Eddie got me a spot. He talked to Dick Ebersole, who said, uh, put this guy out, man. He funny. He funny. And uh, I went down to Catch a Rising Star to do an audition, and uh, <laughs> Bill Maher was the MC. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. So today it's really changed. I mean, it's... Uh, <clears throat> well, I think, I think every group has an evolution, I mean, there was Pat Cooper and his group, Freddie Roman and Dick Capri and Sal Richards and all these guys, you know, they had their own version. And before them, I'm pretty sure, you know, it was Milton Berle and and all these other guys, you know. Uh, so everything does change. I think it changes with the group of kids. Now I saw something, uh, uh, I saw this killed something, I'm not going to mention his last name, but Killed Something Show. They they actually put these people that are in, uh, put their names on a list and they get picked out of a box and they get up to go on stage and do a minute. And then they get analyzed. And uh, it's uh, really unbelievable. I mean, the language alone uh, is, is mind-boggling. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you could, you could say the word fuck, but, you know, if it's used in context of what you're saying, but if you just come out, you know, and you, and you start, oh, hey, you know, what's happening, motherfuckers? You know, I'm like, okay, where is this going? Uh, does anybody care anymore? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The young ones are different. They're getting uh, tattoos like crazy. Yeah. Girls are exposing themselves more. They have no fear of showing, you know, body parts or whatever they're doing. They think it's cool. You know, they love to get on TikTok and dance and shake their booties. and uh, Interesting. I find it very, very interesting. I'm glad my kids are older. <laughs> I don't have to deal with that. Jeez, man. What, what does a parent do? What do you do? You know, you, your kid's got 40 tattoos, and 10 rings in one ear, and a ring in a nose. And, you know, you love your kid. You know, you don't want to break anybody's heart. But how does that happen? How does it, where's the, the rule of the family law go? What happened to all of that? Um, it's crazy, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I want to get back to the World Trade Center. That was a, a unique piece of uh, architecture. Unbelievable. Those two high-rise buildings were enormous. I was up there, and I've got to tell you, it's a, a feeling that's unbelievable. You can actually, <laughs> you know, almost feel like the building swaying a little bit, which it did. You know, it swayed about, I think, a foot each way. 
so it wouldn't snap, you know, from the wind. And then there was the customs building downstairs, another couple of other buildings surrounding it, and uh, and those uh, those buildings went, those two buildings went deep into the ground. I mean, they went I don't know how many levels. Uh, the place was immense. It was immense, and you had all kinds of uh, restaurants and shops and everything surrounding that area there. Just an unbelievable place. It's, you know, it's kind of different now to look at that one building. You know, and you're thinking about the two buildings with uh, people that you knew and uh, those poor firefighters and cops. And, oh, my God, the, the dust, the dust that came down. And you knew that was, uh, you know, concrete and, and asbestos going into their lungs and you know when I when I worked there I used to wear a mask I, I not a not a paper mask I mean one of those really air breathing jobs with two big discs you know one on each side of my cheek and you know guys would laugh at me when I would be working and I would and I would tell them you don't know what this stuff's going to do you know it's it's floating around in the air as they're putting it around the pipes you know cuz they they coated the pipes with these uh, with these covers that had the fiberglass in them. And, uh, wow, the elevator ride was unbelievable. We used to go up on the, on the freight elevator, you know, maybe 20 guys, 30 guys in a freight elevator. And uh, I was up on a, the 102nd floor. I was stupid. I mean, I <laughs> I was still smoking at the time, too, you know. And I would lit up a cigarette during the break, and I looked down at the edge of the building because it was all open. There was uh, there were no walls or nothing. Uh, they haven't put up any con- you know any walls or windows or anything. Just the uh, the piping they were doing the piping. So during the break, I took a cigarette break, and I was smoking. I was looking down, and uh, they looked like ants. People looked like little ants, you know. And out of nowhere, oh my God, out of nowhere, this huge gust of wind hit my back and pushed me. It pushed me about maybe seven, eight inches. I got scared. I threw my arms out. And luckily, the windows on uh, windows of the world, they weren't huge windows. They were kind of like cathedral, and they were narrow. And uh, I threw my arms out, and that basically saved my life. And... Uh, the foreman saw me, started screaming at me, where the hell is your belt? You don't have your belt on, you fucking idiot. Where's your belt, you know? And uh, I started wearing my belt after that. <laughs> the World Trade Center, I'll never forget it. And those poor people, again, like I said, you know. And for people not to remember this, a lot of people weren't even born. They don't even know what's going on. These kids have no clue, so it's it's sad in that respect. They should really remind these kids in school, you know, what this country is going through, you know. But uh, I can't do nothing. I'm just a guy talking here. But, uh, you know, what else can I uh, depress you people with? Well, I did a show recently. Uh, I was at the, this beautiful hotel down by the lake down there. They have this 
a beautiful lake. It's called Lake Las Vegas, you know. And I worked this hotel, and it was a good show. It wasn't a bad show. Then I worked another hotel right off the strip, and there must have been a lot of woke people there because uh, I went out and I put my poncho over my head, you know, and I put the sweatband over my head, put on the glasses, turned around, had my arms spread out and said, I have all your money. And uh, some chick with a hajib got pissed and went over to the manager and demanded I be fired. <laughs> what a country, man. What happened to freedom, you know, freedom of expression. It's a fucking joke. God, what's wrong with these people? What does she want, a cookie and a puppy? I mean, why are you even there? Why, you know, why do you go into a club? I mean, you're just looking to... For, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's uh, mind control. They want to control now. They want to they be seen. They want to be noticed. They want to... You know, it's... Uh, I think it's crazy, really. It's really crazy what's going on. I don't want to get too political because then, you know, everybody starts jumping on top of you because everybody's got their own opinion. So I uh, I don't have an opinion on anything. Let people be what they want to be. Just leave the kids alone. Stop fucking with the kids. That pisses me off. Little kids, they don't know shit about life yet. And uh, these morons... Uh, are trying to change them. You know, leave them alone. Just leave them alone. Let them grow up. Let them do what they want when they get of age and they have sense of what they want. Not that they do it and then, you know, years later they start crying because they made a mistake and realize they shouldn't have done what they've done. So. But I'm going to leave that up to the government and the people and the politicians. I'm not going to go there. So, But I'm feeling okay. I'm just chilling out a little bit yeah i'm getting up in my age now and uh i'm starting to <laughs> starting to forget a few things here and there but uh i i play a lot of these video games you know on, on my phone to keep my uh keep my brain sharp and for my age i think i'm doing pretty good you know so uh i don't know i don't know what else i want to talk about uh, i'm thinking about uh oh you know it's sad to we just lost another comic. The uh, Geechee guy just passed away. It was, uh, well, thank God it was in his sleep, so he didn't suffer much or anything. But we've been losing a lot of the guys lately, you know, Louis Anderson, Gilbert Gottfried. Remember Gilbert? I was talking to God yesterday, and Hitler walked into the room. Uh, Richard Belzer. I did a special. I did his special years ago. Uh, great guy. His brother was a great guy, too. His brother, uh, unfortunately, committed suicide. And then uh, now, you know, now he's gone. He was living in living in uh, France. Great life. You know, Richard had a great life. So God bless him. And uh, a bunch of other guys, you know. Kevin Knox, he died. Another funny guy from Boston. So, you know. I keep thinking about that, and when my time comes, you know. Oh, Pat Cooper was recent too. I loved Pat. Pat when Pat and I went back a long way. Um, Freddie Roman, Stewie Stone, people you never heard of probably. 
these are all Catskill comics. Sal Richards, you know. Uh, eh, what are you going to do, right? So these young guys, uh, they think they're invincible. That's what I thought I was. Yeah, you know. It's, uh, in my youth, uh, hey, man, I got no problems, you know. These old comics, man, got to move aside for us, you know. Uh, we got new material. We're new. We're a new thing on the block. <laughs> so that's where it's going, and uh, I kind of accept that. I don't. I don't take that to heart. But uh, I try to get up on stage and get my edge. I keep my edge. Really, I do. Uh, I tend to pull away from the older stuff now, and write newer stuff, which is uh, what I see, and uh, it's kind of funny, you know. And if they don't like it, there's not much I can do because they're not paying me a lot. So I really don't care. <laughs> you know, back in the day when I was working in Vegas, man, the money was flowing. The mob didn't care, you know. And uh, now everything is, you know, got these uh, shareholders and they got to take care of them. It's, eh. It's really changed a lot, you know. $7 for a bottle of water. Give me a break, man. Come on. Come on, you know. I remember when a buffet was two ninety nine, two ninety nine. You know, now it's like 80 bucks. Uh, 80 bucks for a buffet, you know, where you're eating food they couldn't sell Friday and Saturday, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the comics are pretty good. They're okay. They were the same level I was at when I first started, you know. Everybody's at that certain level. And the older comics, you know, they've got it all down. And Some of them have very little patience for the young guys. But, eh, you know, let them have fun. That's the whole idea, isn't it? Get up on that stage and enjoy yourself. I do. I've had bookers tell me, wow, the crowd really loves you. Yeah, because I have fun. You know, I go out there and try to enjoy myself with people I don't walk out there with an attitude some of these guys have really got some serious problems man I, I you know I'm not going to mention any names usually you know I would like to but uh, some of them you know you just want to go in and smack them in the head and say what you know what's your fucking problem man you know it's not working what are you doing you know but you got to leave them alone because eventually I, hopefully they break out of whatever crappy uh you know whatever crap they're doing and they break out of it and realize that they gotta work you know the thing that's getting me now is it's this four walling uh, they're taking down the fourth wall we call that four walling you know it's like you got the when actors don't talk and at the at the, the screen you know they, they don't talk at the at the screen the, the camera well it, it is the screen if you're sitting in the audience but they're talking to the camera. That's called four-walling, breaking the fourth wall. Uh, they're doing that. I, I don't know. Uh, you know. And it's being accepted. So it's another lazy version. Maybe one or two guys are really good at it. You know, they have that conversion in their head. Uh, there was one comic years ago that did that. One of his lines was, uh, Oh, so you're German? Oh, is that your tank parked outside? And he was very clever at that. But he admitted he had no act, so he would talk to the audience. But that's the new thing. And I just saw a couple of 
well-known comics do that. My two favorite comics are uh, Bill Burr, who's uh, you know got that rant going. It's great. I love it. And my favorite actually is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, the philosopher of comedy. You know what I mean? He comes out like a he comes out like a, a college professor, you know, and uh, explains things to you. He breaks it down, and it's funny as shit, man. It's really funny. Uh, there are so many out there now. I I can't keep track of all these guys. You know, I like Ricky Gervais. He's got balls, man. He's got balls. And the dude that dresses up like uh, wears high heels. I forget his name. <laughs> British dude. Oh God. Well, somebody will know it, but you know, and maybe send me an email. I guess I don't know. So there you go. Those are the guys that I care for. Um, I do my stuff. You know, I I try not to be like anybody else, but I I see where it's going, and it's all kind of self-indulged inner thoughts that um, some of them make no sense. I I don't know. I just, uh, well, you know, hey, what are you going to do? That's the way it is in the world of comedy. Hey, if you want to know more about me, Frankie Pace, go to my website, frankiepacecomic.com. I'm also on TikTok now. I have a, a new thing called Ask the Godfather. It's with a D-A. Ask the Godfather. And uh, I'm doing kind of like a Dear Abby as a mobster. It's kind of funny. hope you like it. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and take care of yourselves. <laughs>